my burrito? Where's my burrito? So, on my way to Toronto, Max, because uh, I went to Toronto this weekend and we did a live show, the Double Toasted oh, thing. I, I didn't know that. I don't believe you. We talked a lot. <laughs> like, why, what, what veil are you trying to fucking like put over this relationship? Uh, well, I thought I thought we were doing a thing where you're like acting like you're telling me all this for the first time and everything. No, that'd be inauthentic. They know. They know. <laughs> Come on. We do save all these conversations for this, but you know I went to Toronto. I didn't tell you about my experiences there, man. I didn't tell you the yeah. and stuff. Yeah, that's true. Like, you don't tell me most things until we're recording. You'll be like, I got to save it for the podcast. Like, it's well, going to ruin Because it, it won't be as good the second time ever. That's not how it works. Or maybe it's not that good to begin with. I don't fucking know. That's not the point. All right. The point is, though, I had a profound moment on my way to Toronto. Not Toronto. I'm talking at one point I got, uh, this is all very weird serendipitous and I'm thinking about you the whole time. I ran out of gas nearly and I, and I didn't have a rest area, right? And I'm in upstate New York and oh, the only place that is my respite, I mean, literally like the car is breaking down as I am like taking this turn off the exit is a small town in New York called Homer. Homer, New York, okay? Hmm. And I was like, obviously, now people don't know, and if you listen to this podcast, love The Simpsons. It's me and Max's thing, really. Yeah. I feel like that's our comedic foundation. I mean, that's, that's like where our title comes from, so. Right. <laughs> right. I'm sure they at least knew that much. <laughs> they just like burritos a lot, man. What's the most prominent proclamation I mean, of burritos? You this know? is kind of the problem. That's like sort of a deep cut joke to people who aren't in the know. So like when I tell them like, hey, like, what's your podcast called? I'll be like, where's my burrito? And they're like, is it about like food or something? It's right. Like, I, I don't know how to even explain this joke to you. It's almost like if the remember like when uh, dude where's my car came out and they're like there's gonna be a sequel like and they were gonna call it seriously dude where's my car you're like okay that doesn't scan that doesn't you can't just that's Hangover two I know Hangover yeah. two did it but like have they you seen dude where's, where's my car my by the way like recently no not recently is it a fucking masterpiece it's kind of great <laughs> I'm not gonna lie like I'm not even fucking kidding it's kind of great. I I I can't wait for the the Jalians to see this one day. Like, because that, that's another on the list of like fucking things that if they mm. saw, they'd be like, "This was humanity." I'd be like, "God damn it!" What I mean, a clusterfuck. It's, it's got aliens. It's got Sean William Scott and Ashton Kutcher in their prime. You right. know, just acting their hearts out for those two weeks in two thousand one, <laughs> where they were in their prime. They were the A listers. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but no, time. listen, man, Homer, New York, which was like, it was my respite and that was really cool. And the thing is in order to get there, because I had to get off the main highway when it came time to continue my, my, you know, journey up to Toronto, uh, they didn't take me back on the highway. Like I had gone inward. So it, mm. the, the route was like, yo, what you need to do is just go down these weird country roads for like an hour. So an hour out of the nine hours that it took me to drive to Toronto, by the way was spent in like deep deep fucking country upstate new york mm. uh which brings me to my whole point which is like you know how fucking horrible that upstate new york is in terms of just nothing going on that like homelessness exists i i don't want to buy this whole, there. well i don't want to buy this myth that like you know like well, there's not enough land for homeless people like no fucking way there's plenty of land no right. one wants to live in upstate New York and they'd rather be fucking like they could have a house in upstate New York, but they'd rather be poor in New York city, which I thought is like the most badass type of homelessness ever because like, look, it's a, a horrific thing, but at the same time, it's like literally like in New York city, right? You can go yeah. up a couple hours 
uh-huh. there is just like abandoned everything up there. Like no- nothing's going on up there, but there's at least shelter. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And like, instead of doing that life, I don't know. I, this is like a really weird, like homeless dilemma, right? Like you have one bullet, but two like people, like, I don't know what Wait, you choose. At that so are, I'm a little confused. Are you saying that there is homelessness in upstate New York or there's nothing in upstate New York? I'm saying there's nothing except abandoned buildings in upstate New York. Um, like things that were once long, like, you know, long ago, fucking out, like last picture. So all the homeless could be like making a fucking like pilgrimage up to yes. the abandoned buildings in upstate New York. But instead, they're choosing to fucking live under bridges here, which I think in is New York City. kind of amazing. Like, I don't know if any other homeless equals that, but I assume it has to, right? <laughs> like, because France is a big country, yeah. they got a they got a countryside too. Maybe they're I'm just sure. like, look, the city—it's a nexus point of all culture and humanity. You want me to leave here? <laughs> so they're like, really? They're like that. They're, the homeless are a part of the flavor of New York. I will say that. I guess like you can't say that about everywhere. Like we had we had homeless people in Tampa, but like. They, they weren't fun. I mean, homeless people in New York are, like, amazing. They're, like, right. amazing human beings, man. Yeah, well, I, I mean, you know, the homeless in Tampa were sweating year-round, and they were usually, like, on meth. Because, yeah, like, they're... Tampa has, like, a meth flavor of homelessness. Right. New York is sort of more, like, diverse, you know? And the heat, dude. Think about Florida meth heads. Like, they got the heat. They're just fucking right. brains are frying. Like, like I said, they're sweating year-round, man. Like, they're, they're not doing too well. They smell worse. Um... <laughs> I debatable. I don't know, man. There's some smelly. Mo- I, like, yeah, I don't want to start smearing homeless people. What I'm saying to them, I feel like is, you already started. I'm just saying, like, yo, no. I, what I'm saying, if anything, is I admire the fuck out of homeless people because they could not be homeless by definition of having. What? Like, what if they just don't know? What if you have access to? Because I didn't know that. I didn't know there are abandoned buildings in upstate New York. Like, what if they're just not aware of that information? And here you are, like, withholding it. I'm you not know, withholding like, it. I mean, this is the first time I ever noticed it. And I'm, I've, look, if I have to be the I think Moses you be, of homeless people, that's yeah, I fine. Yeah, I think you should be out on the streets, like handing out flyers, like just, you know, go two hours up the road and you'll be fine, guys. I mean, should I, I got to go a step further. I got to give them rides and stuff. You know, I got to get ride chairs. I got to buy Ubers for everyone or rent a bus, shuttle them up there. I or, mean, you, or listen, if we're going to go with the fucking homeless Moses metaphor here, I can just literally lead a fucking exodus, man. Like, yeah, I can part be, the fucking East River. We go through Jersey <laughs> just because it's easier to get to upstate. Just like somehow. Moses, or or you could be like uh, that that sequence in Forrest Gump where he runs across the country because it just felt like running, you know. And then a bunch of people start following him. The older I get, the more that movie pisses me off. By it's the way, it's not. It's not good. It's not great. It won it's an not. Oscar. It beat Shawshank and Pulp Fiction. I. <laughs> <sighs> Sorry, sorry. I'm sorry. That's a side tangent. I'm just saying that really pisses me off. And homeless people don't like that movie either. And it's not. There's nothing inspiring yeah, n- about. Notoriously, that like homeless people are always calling bullshit on Forrest Gump. There's a whole thing every like October 16th in the city that homeless people take what little resources they have to find VHS and DVD copies of Forrest Gump, and they go to fucking Prospect Park and they like light it on fire. And a Fahrenheit 451 type of rebellion against that fucking piece of shit. Like that, I don't, I don't, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm trying to eradicate every available copy of Forrest Gump until it's only available on streaming platforms. And then, and then we go after the streaming platforms, man. <laughs> then, we, then we go. Then to, we're going to find that platform and we're going to burn it to the ground. 
well that goes back to understand what a platform is well that's my point about like things existing right like the internet is the most is the most fake thing really in the world right you can't go to the internet we've talked about tangible yeah tangible but yet anything and everything that's on there is 100 real right so Mm. it's like netflix i guess you could go to netflix hq but that's not where netflix is like holding its (laughs) fucking center right like what's that place in like utah there's just like a giant data center and it's just like you know rows and rows and miles like an amazon warehouse of, of just fucking servers that are it running might be. All i mean amazon is what netflix runs off of it's aws amazon right. web services yeah so it's is that in utah yeah no i think so i well i'm just saying i think oh i didn't know for a fact obama built some super intelligence thing no no, no, no. Just, just for his own personal use no no <laughs> Bro, Bob, motherfucker's gonna what's that johnny dead transcendence he's like yeah. i'm trying to i'm trying to make myself permanent man what trying are you to about? um you know, a lot of folks out there <laughs> say, I need to upload my consciousness. <laughs> oh, my God. What would that world even look like? Like, oh, my God. Like, just think about Mom, the Republican Malia was Party. Saying, she was saying, Dad, you got you to gotta upload your brain onto the computer. I said, well, I, you know, I don't want a Hillary email situation. I got to set up my own server. It was, was a bad Obama. To? I'm sorry. Who is he talking to there, Malia? He's talking to us, the American people. Oh, I he thought was he was t- talking to his daughter. I thought he was still well, doing bits from his campaign thing. Like, and, uh, Malia, go to sleep. <laughs> she's like, she's 20. <laughs> like, what, what do you mean? Because that's never, he never gets out of that mold. It's 5,000 years in the future. And the only sentient fucking like robot is like, you know, super intelligent transcendence Obama. Yeah. Uh, and he's still doing campaign bits, man. And he's just talking to like chatbot. Because that's the only that, thing that there's well, left to talk to. That could be like his, his beginning of the story. He's like the only intelligent life. And then the chat bot is like the root of matter. It's the single-celled organism of, of computers, mm-hmm. man. So is he going to be like a, an, a Dr. Manhattan Obama that'll like create his own virtual Obamas to keep him company on the barren wasteland that is Earth? Wait, he's going to like manifest himself? Yeah, like you know how Dr. Manhattan at the end of Watchmen, he's like... Um, I'm going to go out in the universe and perhaps I'll create some life, which I assume is just going to be more Dr. Manhattans just hanging out with their dongs out and walking around Mars. Right. But not actual Dr. Manhattans. You mean like a new species of people? That's where you lost me. I thought. Oh, no, I'm I'm just saying that Obama's going to replicate more digital Obamas for him to talk to because he'll be lonely. (laughs) I, I I thought you were like this is how religions get made, man. Because you're saying no. Obama creates a version of himself. I'm, to walk I'm saying five hundred thousand years in the future, uh, Earth is like a barren Mad Max wasteland. Nobody is left yeah. except for super intelligent computer Obama and <laughs> Chatbot. And Chatbot is not holding his attention. So well, this he is just like creates a, more Obamas. This is a way more fucked up uh, like Wally situation, <laughs> like where that was a silent film. This is a overly talkative film. Like the reviews are like, honestly, could have done with some some dialogue edits, man. Like the, the sun never sets on Barry O. <laughs> and it's like no one like he says that. Like just fucking solar winds pass by, radiation flares right. happen and shit. Just like the that. literal sound of wind. You know, a lot of folks say uh you just said something folksy. <laughs> I actually need to pitch that idea to him because it's like, listen, you you know how important you are. <laughs> you need to pitch that idea to him. Yeah, so Barack, like, check it out. Mr. President, sorry. Elevator oh. pitch. You got 90 <laughs> seconds, kid. Let's hear it. 500,000 years from now when the Earth is a barren wasteland, I want the only sentient being on Earth to be you, and I really think you need to get on it now. 
But again, like to he be clear. He respond well to that, you know, with his message of hope and everything, the idea that he would just be the lone intelligent life form on earth. Just him and the cockroaches. Well, hope was for his time, you know, we're not in his time anymore. So let's just own it. Like if I can be the king of the ashes, sorry to steal from a bad show, but like, you know, Aww. what, what? It's a what? Half bad show. Yeah. It's pretty bad though. Do you feel any better about it? Did you watch that documentary, by the way? No, and I can I tell you why? Because mm. I don't want to be more upset at seeing how fucking hard everyone worked on a turd. Like that's it really, why. it really is like you almost forget how bad that season was. Watching that documentary, just watching how much fucking handmade effort was put into making that piece of shit season. Right, and it's so sad. And you did like they show also- it behind the scenes of the Aria like Air Jordan thing? <laughs> did they, did they yeah. show her? <laughs> God, yeah, they did. And they did the script reading. Apparently she, like in the script, she vaults off of a pile of dead whites to get to the Night King, which they do not show in the final version. I don't know why. But they showed some like script readings too, uh, which was interesting to see them reacting to the stupidity for the first time. Oh man, I gotta watch that so bad. That sounds good. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, like that. That's uh, that show is gonna leave such a weird polarizing effect on pop culture forever, man. Mm-hmm. But I mean, listen. Which brings me back to my original, original, original point: the true north. Okay. Oh yeah, homeless. Toronto. Sorry. Uh, Toronto. I, Sorry. I mean, yeah. I don't have much more on the homeless thing other than be like, I think that's such an American version of privilege that even the All homeless right. can choose to be homeless rather than going to places where they could have. Well, sugar. again, I, I think that they're, they're just not informed. So I'm going to hold you accountable. Next time we have this podcast, I'm going to see. I'm going to check in on your progress on how you're doing with leading the homeless uh, to a shelter and security. That would okay. end so bad for me. Like, <laughs> this just in, uh, Wolf Blitzer in the Situation Room, there is a brown man leading uh, like, a cantankerous army of homeless upstate, man. And it's just like aerial shots and shit. Helicopters are circling around. You got cops with like fucking like, you know, tire strips and shit on the mm-hmm. highway. Like, we're on foot, guy. That's not going to work. You're fine. We just passively walk through the barricade and shit. I mean, it's a slow-moving coup is what it is. <laughs> like, slow-moving coup. Well, because because then, all right, so the next logical step of that is inspiration, right? So now it's like, the, this just in, also in the Situation Room, it's like homeless people in Austin, Chicago, and Milwaukee, Wisconsin have started to converge on upstate New York, and again, more aerial shots, and suddenly... Uh, you know, maybe that would be like this really big deal because we don't re- ever have a concept of homelessness in terms of like mass numbers, right? Like we see them a lot, but we never see them in the thousands and the tens of thousands and the millions. Yeah, I, I think if, you know, they started organizing, it would be um, much more threatening for people. Like, like straight up unions? Like just if they started congregating in one area. Well, or when they like do started that, like marching on mass, you know. Well, when in Florida, when there's like enough of them outside, they get arrested, which is so fucked up. Like, how does mm-hmm. that solve anything? You know what I mean? I mean, get some, get some off the off the streets. And is this like, a, hold a on? Is this, is this secretly a great idea, though, Max? Like, I just want to, <laughs> like, could I, I mean, be the change? Uh, yeah, I guess. But here's the thing: I wonder, though, are they also in New York because that's where they can get the most money and find the most food? Are they going to be able to find that amount of money and food in upstate New York? Well, maybe the thing is we create like a new utopia. Like we annex some shit, you know what I mean? Uh, And we just, we get, and we're like, yeah, we hunt, we hunt this land now. (laughs) Listen, I drove there. They they hunt with like bows and arrows and stuff. Yeah, no, we teach them how to live off the fat of the land, man. Like we let them have a hunter gatherer society or something. Why not? 
I don't know. Like, may, maybe maybe we should target the whole like I, I guess we're getting him in an area. We should target like the whole mental illness aspect of it first. Well, but you're bringing and drug addiction. Out. You're bringing right? my point, which is like, yes, we get them out of this place where it's like this pristine thing, and you can mm. literally create that utopia. We can teach right. them to fucking like and detox them out, obviously, and then give them the the uh, psychological help they need. Because the thing is, it fails. We had a friend, not saying any names who recently had like some kind of break and it was very weird because there weren't a lot of options. Like New York is this amazing fucking place and it's supposed to be like really progressive. And even then there weren't like a billion options on how to address something. So it's like, we just create a new fucking like utopic society. We start, look, Jesus is always like, you know, the first shall be last and the last shall be first. Okay. Like the meek will inherit this earth. He's talking, this is how I do it, man. I'm G I'm Jesus, Max. I just figured it out, dude. I'm both Jesus and Moses. And I don't care if that makes me sound crazy. I think I have a responsibility now, you know? I'm just, I'm just, pro <laughs> okay. I'm just processing the fact that you not only just called yourself proudly, like full stop, I am Jesus and Moses. And you just expect me to be like, yeah, you are, you go buddy. Well, I'm trying. You've done nothing. So, okay. Next podcast, I'm going to hold you accountable. I'm going to see how you're, how you're doing. I'm going to lose interest Utopia. in the next five <laughs> words, man. Not even minutes. <laughs> but I could, I, this is no laughing matter is the fucked up thing. Is I mean, we all could. Isn't that the point? Like, it's not on you. We all could. We're just not doing it. Yeah, but see, that excuse is bullshit because it's like, ah, well, it's like, you know, it's like, it's like the 911 thing, you know, like, oh, there's like a house on fire. No one calls 911 because they're just like, oh, someone else would do it. Yeah. Right? It's like, nah, man. The Someone's whole by bystander syndrome. Yeah. I, I got, I think I got to be Jesus Moses. I think I got to, man. Gmo, they call me. Like, mm -hmm. they got fucking pictures G of Gmo. me. Gmo. <laughs> like, are you, would you say no to that? Oh, my God. I'm ready, dude. I think we could do good and also make ourselves immortal. Like, you, you'll be my right hand. <laughs> All right. I'm worried about you, man. Why? Why? What? Because I want to do something. Because I'm not. Because I'm not satisfied with the We're fucking status be quo. Jesus, Moses, and immortal. Gmo. Yeah. But you're well, also no, 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 not literally immortal. But like, our we'll never like we will be known in history as like the people who solved homelessness, man. Just in New York. No, everywhere. Do you remember the, 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 the Situation Room? Everyone's converging on upstate New York. So now we got oh, like so a couple all across million the country. Extra we're just going to have a million man march on uh, this one location. What are the statistics on homelessness? Do you, is I don't it's know. probably got to be a million, at least a million. I mean, we're a nation of 350 million. So I'm thinking like we have to, but I'm, that's what I'm curious about is like, it's gonna sound fucked up and communist or whatever, but like we got billionaires and shit. Just like, man, can you just like? <laughs> we would need some serious funding and in infrastructure for that. So, how, how are we gonna? How do you propose? Like, I'm, I'm thinking maybe we set up like a reality TV show cameras, like in right. the camps, yep. because people would love that shit, and yeah. we sell it to like Spike TV or something. Use those proceeds to continue actually funding, you know, like the education, treatment, mm -hmm. um, housing, the fucking plumbing. Think of all the plumbing we'd need, man. Right. I also think, look, if we need a like a like a publisher, right, for the show, we can go to Netflix and the Obamas, right, because they have that Netflix deal now, mm -hmm. and we can pitch it as Transcendence, fucking Obama, like doing the narrating the whole time about this homeless like utopia. So Obama wouldn't even have to do it; he'd have his AI version do it. 
Yeah, but we would have to, we have like, we had to pitch it to him, like, look, you got to invest in this homeless thing because it's going to make a lot of money and help people. And then we could take that money. Man. And that's develop. some Black Mirror shit, though, because, like, what if, like, Robo Obama, like, far surpassed the intelligence of real Obama and then just, like, erased all records of Obama from history and took over the world as Robo Obama? <laughs> You mean like years from now? Because in my mind, what I thought was going to happen was real Obama as an old man has to like go and fuck him down. Like it's like Blade <laughs> Like he's like wearing like a fucking eye patch or something. He's like Snake Plissken now. Seriously, he goes into like the mainframe. He's got an axe. He's like barely able to fucking hold it. He's like, you know, oh, man, I'm ready. I'm fucking yeah. ready. He's like this. limping in there and bleeding. He's fucking battle worn. He just takes then- the axe. He's like, ah, psh, ah, psh. Then he finds out there are like several more data centers right. that he has to destroy. <laughs> well, what I was like, like—that's how you end the first one. Well, yeah, if it's like a house situation, except like he's like, you know, I'm getting tired, <laughs> Brock. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then like the big reveal is like, that's one man, bitch. Like I fucking made Horcruxes, basically. <laughs> like you can't kill me. And so oh the rest God. of the the sequels, and I'm I'm thinking quadrilogy at least. Okay, people say three. I don't think that's a round number. You know, quadrilogy of Obama. <laughs> it's technically not. It's not a statement of opinion. <laughs> quadrilogy is a is a round number. Why are you always coming at me, man? I'm trying to combat the algorithm. Somebody Everyone has knows to. three. Somebody has to. You're over here saying you're fucking Gibo. Jesus and Moses. Why are you always coming at me? I'm a victim. I'm going to be immortal. All right. I can't solve homeless, but I will. So anyways, you went to Toronto. Yeah. <laughs> Longest intro ever for Toronto. Yeah, I went to Toronto. I did a, little, a live show uh, with Double Toasted, and it was crazy. It was like 200 people there. It was the first time I've ever done anything live on stage, which was a little mm. harrowing. But I was also five vodkas in, so I was well lubricated for that uh and i did i think i did great i mean people said i did really well it was very strange for me uh a lot of people came up were like can i take your picture and that freaked me the fuck out because why does anyone want my picture you're famous man i am z-list famous and it's amazing uh Mm. because this is about all i could probably handle (laughs) like anything above this so why list and you're like that's too much for me like done i'm going to upstate new york i'm checking into the best dankest fucking mental facilities because that's what I have to do. The ones that um, you've set up. That I set up, yeah, it's GMO. They <laughs> call GMO fucking pharma- pharmaceuticals. <laughs> Yo, GMO's here! Yeah, GMO! And then you're like, I need help. And they're like, well, yeah, close, G- the, close the door. Uh, <laughs> what, what did you say? <laughs> we have statues of you outside. You can't be coming in here saying you need help. All right? Come that's on, baby. GMO needs some R&R, do you, do, you know what, do you know what you mean to those people? You need to leave, all right? Go to Santa Fe or something far away from here. Who is that t- guy? Who is that character? Because he's got to be the first homeless guy who like got yeah. good and now yeah, he's running yeah. like shit. He's, he's better. He's the administrator at the mental health facility. Well, now. he's got to kill me. <laughs> he's got to kill Gmo to keep the the, the fucking. Thing so it's alive. like it's like in Fight Club when uh, Edward Norton was like like gets held down by the detectives and they're like, "You said if even you come in here and say like to shut it down, we gotta take your balls." <laughs> Dude, to protect the fucking, for the good of the, like, because the whole yeah. thing is a house of cards, but it's held up on the belief in one man, which is me. And then if Gmo fucking mm. ends up relapsing and needs some R&R or whatever, man, who he's got, he's got exhaustion, as they say, like the, the whole thing crumbles apart. Millions lose their lives. The infrastructure is gone. I'm one man. I control the whole empire, man. I have a question. How is it Gmo 
if it's Jesus, J. Jesus. No, yeah, but it's J-mo. I'm just pronouncing oh, it. Why is it Jesus to begin with? Yes. <laughs> G, J, like J-E. You want me to call no. him J-Mo? I guess I could, but Jesus, Moses, G-Mo. <laughs> like, why are you coming at me now, all right? Just like, what does it matter? That. I saved it a just... million homeless people, Max. Look at look at how they're doing. They have societies. They have jobs. They work for each other. They have their own economy, and you're coming after me after the fact about a name? Yeah, that did happen in the sequence of real events that have happened in real life. That That is how it went down, and now I'm coming at you, and I'm sorry. That that was. It's totally not a situation where you just hypothetically set this up called yourself Moses and Jesus and are now like getting really, Oh, Jesus and Moses. Get it right. And are admonishing me for coming at you. No, you've actually done this. And I'm so sorry to begrudge you. You're a savior of all people, a spokesman for all mankind. (laughs) And I've let you down. So Toronto, man, uh, there was a bunch of people in Toronto. Okay. Mm. And it was cool, but it was scary. Uh, A lot of alcohol was there. What no was scary called. about it? Uh, it was scary because, uh, again, stage fright, which is something like, it's weird because like, I used to play like live shows at like the Pegasus Lounge back home. You were there for some of those and shit. And it's like, yeah, that's like 10 people who gives a shit. 200 people who paid money to go to a place is different than like an open mic night at a bar. <laughs> you know what mm. I'm saying? So like suddenly that got a little bit more nerve wracking. But uh, as you were yeah. getting into the show, did you start to forget that they were there? Oh no, I was very, I was crowd you were work conscious of it. Oh, you're doing a lot of crowd work. Okay. Yeah. Which, which, oh, so what happened was, so I got out there and then Martin, like it was weird after the fact I, I talked to Martin, Martin is one of the other, you know, Martin, he's one of the other co-hosts on double toasted. And so afterwards I got off stage, we all got off and I was just like, yeah, man, how did I do? I, I have this really bad thing of not being able to know how something went when it was happening. Uh, so, you know, like I experienced it, but I, I wasn't like, you know, conscious of how it was. And he was like, no, dude, you actually did really great. Like you came out and I, and I thought you would be nervous. And then you got on stage and you had this really fucking good stage presence. And I was like, okay, like I can kind of sit back and everything's going to be fine. So, yeah, I mean, I never like ignored the audience because I, I was crowd working a lot, basically. Mm. Like there, like something would happen. I would comment, and, you know. Right. Because um, I've done live performances. I don't know if I've done it for up to 200 people, just like plays and shit. And like I've when you're doing a play. Days, yeah. Yeah, um, you know, like I eventually I would just get locked in and I would kind of forget that people were there. Also, lights are on you, so it's kind of hard to see the audience. Right. Um, but yeah, I was just wondering if you like got locked in or but you were doing crowd work. That's cool. Well, it was also a fucking uh, it was like a dive bar, which is what kind of made me feel good. Like it they, it was a dive mm. bar that could do seating too or whatever. But it was like okay, but it, but it wasn't like an auditorium fancy theater or anything. No, it wasn't. No, no, it was a really really big dive bar at the Adelaide Hall, and they do like shows there all the time, right? Like, and they can retract the the dance floor and all that shit. So, but it was cool. It was like two hundred people in there, and yeah, at no point because it was like almost concert feeling. Like we're on stage and then just off stage there are people you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so uh yeah man that was weird surreal but awesome and amazing uh and then just toronto in general listen you want to talk about a fucking amazing city like you know for the longest time i heard it's clean new york and i'm like so disrespectful to toronto because that's reductive like toronto Mm -hmm. is fucking amazing and what you really realize is like and again reductive to say it but it is canada's new york it has the same amount of history the same amount of fucking commerce the same Art. Yeah, like holy shit the art scene max was incredible not to mention weed legal just want to throw mm. that out there so you know like you just walk into a store and then you get whatever you want and it's just that's the dream utopic world man i kind of loved it it was amazing you've never been to canada right you've never been out of the country i've never been out of the country i'm a goddamn philistine 
well listen you have a car and it's like an eight hour drive and here's the thing it's really pretty like like i know it's scary and post-apocalyptic up there because it's like you get over a hill and it's just rolling hills and one building that was abandoned in 1945 but other than that like it is really beautiful to get up there man and like i i have never thought of canada and apocalyptic in the same in the same breath i'm gonna be well honest. No, no no new york state getting to canada oh, like, oh right, right, right. apocalyptic gotcha. once you get to get oh that presents its own problems though by the way because the minute you get into canada everything switches over to metric so it's like kilometers mm and leaders and fucking everything and i wasn't ready <laughs> and i know i know i know i know it's increments of 10 okay it's not that hard <laughs> fuck yourself okay i've been doing these miles my whole I life i like, didn't say anything no not you i'm talking about everyone else like anyone who's like yeah i live in canada or i live anywhere else in the fucking world yeah. it's not you or burma like uh, i i want to be mad at the metric system but it does make so much more sense it's just because i'm not used to it like and like it, it is weird that the idea of like a foot being a unit of measurement where it's 12 inches like what is that who right. decided that yeah whose foot <laughs> right because that was yeah. like the, 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 the history lesson it was like it was a king who just decided one day my foot is how we measure it's a unit of measurement what the fuck like that's you think gmo is a problem but that motherfucker like that guy's way worse because he just decided right. one day that his goddamn foot was significant enough to to build shit you know at least we don't use stone as like a measurement of weight in in america you know because that that's weird to me too like he's 17 what's stone that? yeah well, what, what's the like dude what's the history of that because i, I don't know. know i just assumed that they were like this is the average size stone if you have seven of these you equal carl so what happened when they found stonehenge they're like we got to reevaluate everything <laughs> like we fucked up There's i all- think they still use it over in britain britain does a lot of things that piss me off i'm gonna be honest Name, give me your t- Max McCarty's top five things that piss him just, off. Uh, just <laughs> weird things that they say, like, I'm gonna go to the loo, pop off and go to the loo. All right, um, so slang, you don't like that? It's just all slang, really. All right, number four. <laughs> I, I don't have a list of five ready. Number one, you're most upsetting. <laughs> oh, how they call um, television seasons series? Series two. It's like, no, it's the season of a series. No, I was ser- I mean, series makes sense to me in terms of what it is. Like, I mean, well, it's it a much- series of episodes. Right, which is what they mean. Uh, when we say season in American TV, that came from the adage of like literally releasing things in the fall time, and it was the television season. So right. it's like we stole that for like literal like Gregorian calendar purposes, not for like any I mean, other reason. That's ju- it just makes more sense to me. Because like what did they call a series then? Like what we call it's a still series. a series, yeah. So it's a series of a series. It's series one, series two of what show? Uh, till death do us part. Till, That's dumb. Uh, I hate that. We <laughs> well, have two do, different do, words for it for do you a not reason. Think that this is the same. Thing if I tell you, like, though? hey, watch <laughs> the fifth season of the series Lost, you know exactly what I'm talking okay, about. I just want to point something out. Hold on, time out. Because I asked you <laughs> top five things you hate about the British, and you, what you, you, you went to Lou. And you went to fucking this bullshit. Also, they say bangers and mash. The point is this. Colonization, okay? Fish and chips. The Indian fucking slave trade, all right? Where do you get off, you dicks? (sighs) Yeah, also colonialism. No, I don't like that that was not even in your top five or your top two for that matter because you didn't get through a top five. I'm saying things that they're actively doing right now. Also, Brexit is not yeah, great. There you go. Who are better. we to judge? Who coined that? Because that's what I'm mad about. Was it Nigel Farage? Did he say that? Brexit? Yeah. 
don't know. I don't know who came up with Brexit. I know Nigel was real into it. She uh, she resigned this week, man. She did. It's good or bad, eh? Oh, you can can Canadian now. Oh, dude. Oh, man. All right. So, well, I'm sorry we keep going back and forth to Canada. I'm not. Throughout the course of this, we we will we will finish this whole Canada story. This is like structured like fucking memento or something. Yeah, it man. is. We're cutting back, man. I love it. Um. Yeah, no, uh, it's fucking, wait, it's wait, my wait, wait. second memento reference in the past like, couple of podcasts, by the way. We're I need really to rewatch that movie. movie. Back on the map, guy. <laughs> we are. <laughs> no, like, people forgot. People came at the king. Yeah, Interstellar wasn't great. So they think you can't do it anymore, eh? But he fucking I mean, does. Dunkirk was fucking incredible. It was and, amazing. Yeah. Uh, you know, I feel like I almost forget that, that movie exists. And then I remember and I go, you know what? That was incredible. That's all I got to say about Dunkirk. I just want to bring it up. He hasn't totally lost it. But anyways, Toronto. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, what about Toronto? What was the last cliffhanger in Toronto? I'm sorry. Um, that it's amazing. And... Oh, yeah. Well, just like it's like it's New York, man. It's like Toronto's New York. Canada's New York. And I got scolded because you're not supposed to pronounce the second T, apparently. Toronto? Is that just Toronto? Say? Yeah, Toronto, not Toronto, which I've always been saying. Well, why do they have a second T? I don't know, but you know what Canadians told me? Like, I had a bunch of Canadians scold me, and then and then I was like, "Oh, I'm sorry," and they're like, "Oh, don't worry, mate. Like, it's all good." Uh, because we only found out when Ben Affleck did that Argo movie, eh? Because in the movies, like they say Toronto, no T. And then I discovered my whole life I've been saying Toronto with no T. Wait, so native to Torontoans yeah. yeah. <laughs> had to see the movie Argo and have Ben Affleck fucking tell them how to say the name of their own city, some fucking jamoke from Boston. Which again, let's just point out that movie won an Oscar, but its real legacy is that Torontoans like learned how to pronounce That's like their own city. One of the most forgettable movies I've ever seen. Yeah, Toronto. Um, like it's just weird that we had to have Ben Affleck, uh, fucking tell native Tor- Torontoans how to say their the name of their own city. Um, what is Ben Affleck? What if Ben Affleck's wrong? He's not. When has he ever been wrong? Batman. Uh, when he decided to say, yeah, I was about to say when he said play Batman. About to get Robert Pattinson, maybe. Yo, dude, I'm I'm ready. He's British, not Canadian, but I was ready to make him Canadian for the sake of the story. But <laughs> for the sake of the story, because Canadian so, Batman is way fucking more funny than that. Because <laughs> like again, it's an analog, right? Toronto yeah. has to have a fucking Batman, right? Like in a perfect world, where because that's the thing. Like uh, they 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 try to say that like Superman is 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 uh is like chicago right metropolis is supposed to be mm-hmm. chicago uh and i'm just like toronto's batman we 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 retcon everything toronto has batman as the riddler <laughs> it's got everyone so that's gotham <laughs> well it's just way cuter though because like it's just all the versions of those but like way more polite but like, they say a and yeah. oh, oh no, sorry like, sorry. Eh? sorry i'm sorry. sorry i gotta blow up your city eh <laughs> Oh, it's no problem. I'm, I'm sorry that you were driven to crime in this great province of Ontario, eh? It's not your fault. <laughs> it's not your fault, Sean. <laughs> sorry, it's awesome. <laughs> Went back to Boston. Are Boston and Canada like the same place, apparently? Oh, I'm just, I assume this is like this Batman movie is still starring Ben Affleck <laughs> but as a Canadian. <laughs> Matt Damon's there. They resurrect Robin Williams somehow. Oh. Who does he, like, why did you bring the house down, man? Again, I don't want to talk about Aladdin, but Aladdin came out this weekend. Yeah. I didn't see it. I'm not going to. Yeah. yeah. Why would we? I'm just, I'm but you went to Toronto, and that's great. <laughs> 
Yeah, I don't even know where I'm gonna where I'm gonna go with Tourette's. Uh, uh, well, yeah. So you got you got drunk. You did well on stage. Um, you got even more drunk after that. Uh, yeah. Hung out with uh, Corey of Double Toasted fame, Martin. Yeah. Some yeah. other people. It was great. No, I hung out with everybody. It was fans. You have fans now. Yeah, well, it freaked me out the whole fan thing. Uh, but it was cool. Like a lot of people were really amazing and supportive, and and that community in general is great. That's the first thing I said when I got on was like, can I just freak out for a second of how amazing this is? And it's super sincere because I'm drunk. It's not like, oh, I'm gonna have a first line because the whole time I'm in the audience, I'm like, gotta come up with a line. I gotta think of something that they said earlier. Bring it back. Bring the house down. Moment one. <laughs> didn't happen i walked up there and i was like nope got nothing and then i got the mic and i just looked around i'm like holy shit people you're amazing can you give yourselves a fucking round of applause you know what i mean so that was pretty mm. fun um but yeah no i mean other than that it was like a really cool night there was a lot of dancing a lot of people coming up and taking pictures and all that stuff and it felt really fulfilling in a way that like maybe so far this thing hasn't you know like i've been mm. doing double toast for 10 months and it's fun and it's amazing. And I, and they're like small milestones. You know, we got press screeners a couple of weeks back and that was like a big milestone. Just been running, running miles. <laughs> running miles. God damn it. Did you like inadvertently or totally mean to do that? I totally meant to do God, that. God, I hate you more than anything. And I just went to Canada and it makes me a tolerable person. And you just undid all the work that these fucking Canadians did. Brought back that Philly, New York edge. Ugh, Christ. Uh, but yeah, so, uh, you know, like there, there are these, there are these like milestones and this was a big one in terms of just feeling embraced and like doing something that, that people like and hearing laughs on stage, Max, like, holy shit, that's so weird. And so amazing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so the point is I, I, I had a, I had an amazing time and then I had to drive back Sunday. Sadly, everyone else hung out on Sunday, but I had to work today on Memorial day, which is when we're recording this happy mm-hmm. Memorial day to people who need to remember people. Is that mm. what Memorial Day is? Remember people? It's not Veterans Day, right? Like we just this is the dead one, right? This is the zombie one. Like the remember the people one. who died. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, remember the people. Which people? The people. All this is the the, the people. All of them. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just saying. So remember people. Uh but so I had to drive back and it was weird, but driving back home was like such a weird thing. First of all, like I hate driving long distances, but what I found out is I would almost rather drive eight hours than like three hours somewhere. Because, like, at some point, there's a lock-in point where you're just driving. You can, like, really reflect on shit. And it was, yeah. like, such a surreal uh, moment to just reflect on, like, holy shit. I came in. I, like, met a whole bunch of fan base, um, people yeah. who were genuinely excited to be there. But, like, beyond that, like, not about, like, oh, they liked me. It was, like, they are just wonderful human beings, man. Right. And it was a great feeling. <clears throat> and I, like, <clears throat> that's a fraction of what Corey gets to feel all the time. So I was, like, really <laughs> glad to be in that. But it gets me excited. There's another live show in LA in September, and uh, I will be going to that, which is going to be wonderful. And I can't wait to keep doing live shows because they're real fun. God, you just keep traveling, man. It's it's uh, kind well, of I'm going exhausting in July to before even that witness. Too. Yeah. yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm annoyed at you for this. I said I wanted to be done, and now I have two trips. <laughs> like, yeah, and you're that, probably going to book like at least two more in between that. I doubt it. I really doubt it. I don't in, the, do in the past like month and a half, what you've done, fucking like Florida, Puerto Rico, LA uh toronto yeah that's a lot of miles mm-hmm. i'm jet lagged sure they're all in the same time zone, mostly <laughs> like, <laughs> i'm jet lagged they're all in the same time so well austin and, and la aren't so those oh yeah also austin forgot yeah. about austin jesus dude yeah did a Not lot you why <laughs> like i didn't like it like i, mean, I loved <laughs> la la was great everything else sucks like i, I don't know it, it is what it is the point is this man 
was a wonderful experience, and I and also really love Canada. And you're not far, man. So if you seriously, if you ever get some time and you don't want to break the bank, it's like it's really cool. The other thing was this. I got to tell you, I was disappointed getting to the border, and I'm like fucking mounties man i've waited my whole life to see a mountie mm-hmm. uh, just some dude in a fucking muscle shirt like wearing an earpiece wearing some aviators even though it's like fucking nine nine o'clock at night it's did you not see one mountie up that there? one mountie the whole time i went there so no no dudes wearing the red mountie uniform riding a horse nope i saw horses but again just like bros like bros wearing fucking bro horses shit. yeah man. oh horses <laughs> oh listen this, i got gifts i don't know if i told you this but so there was a dude who is really i told you ryan walterson he's a, the mm-hmm. sweetest fucking kid in the world he lives in a place called Geraldton, ontario and it's like got 1100 people population he drove 13 hours to come to this show man like crazy right like that's fucking mm-hmm. fandom son uh and he's he's incredible and he got every single one of us gifts and so he got like I think he got Corey Fraggle Rock on Blu-ray, which I was like, yeah. You know, he's a really big, he's like a Henson guy. He really loves like animation and like puppetry. And you stuff. know, I've never seen Fraggle Rock. Oh, it's great. It was a little bit before our time, but it's good, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Henson is one of those dudes, you think about his work, you're like, holy shit, man, because he had a lot of bangers. But, you know, we'll talk yeah. about Henson another day because I do love him. But Ryan Walterson, who is maybe the, uh, the other biggest lover of Henson, for sure. I mean, way more than me. He got everyone presents. He got Corey Fraggle Rock. He got Martin Gravity Falls on Blu-ray, which I haven't oh, seen, shit. but I've heard it's really wonderful because um, it, it's like it takes place over one summer. So there's like mm-hmm. a really tight continuity within the animation and shit, which is cool. Um, but he got me like this giant coffee table book of BoJack Horseman making the horse. And it literally oh, has like Lisa. Is it about like, yeah, Lisa Hanawalt. Lisa Hanawalt. Uh, Raphael, Bob Wasikberg, and like they literally go through all the animations. Like, what led to these creations? Like, Diane existed in her mind a long time ago, and then like as a different looking character, but like she realized in the course of getting to the characters, like, oh shit, that's who Diane is, and like, right, fascinating fucking thing. And also, it was just like, the what? I'm getting gifts for what? For existing? <laughs> like, yeah, for existing guy. World, man. I just what a sweet kid. And also, I you know I adore that show, so it was like particularly awesome and can't wait to actually get a coffee table to adorn it with because i don't have one right now but one day a coffee table is such a like an extravagance like i've never been able to justify that purchase like seriously like it's not a necessary piece of furniture it's super helpful it's nice to have but it's not necessary now i'm I'm at that point of like semi-poverty where especially living in this city where it's like i need to like justify any furniture purchase i make like is this a necessity do i need this to live yeah the answer and is coffee no. tables and no. <laughs> I can drink coffee at the other tables that I have. What happens like when there's like a zombie apocalypse and you need to board up the doors and like a coffee table is the perfect thing to like, you know, nail up and then you're I guess fucked. I'll be, I guess I'll be fucked. Yeah. I mean, I live on the second floor, so I don't think the zombies will get me up here. I, I don't know. You think zombies can't climb stairs? They never like they never go into that. I've never <laughs> seen a zombie in all fiction go up yeah. or down some stairs ever. It, it might be like a World War Z type situation where they just start piling up on each other, and then eventually they just like climb like, to the <laughs> second floor. You've seen? Have you seen World War Z? No, I have. But those are like ghoul zombies. Like they move real fast. They they're like seem more in, well. They seem more intelligent and they're fast, which is mm. why I, I actually them. never saw it. I've just seen the trailer. Right. But like Romero zombies would never be able to do that. Right. <laughs> they don't have chilling. the motor skills. <laughs> do they even know how to open doors? They know how to like burst through windows and go. Right. right. Well, when that... God closes a door, a zombie busts through the window, man. Like that is what, what they say. That's what they say always. 
um can i tell you this other weird thought is anyway toronto was amazing but on the way on the way back uh i was listening to this podcast uh it was like a scary story and it was just about people lost in the woods mm. and what it really like made me <clears throat> and this is i have no bit here i just wanted to ask you and see like where this conversation would go which is like nature is scary we talked about this all the time like the ocean don't give a fuck about you right but, like nothing gives a fuck about you i think they call that the lassophobia um when you're afraid of the ocean are you afraid of the ocean yeah, I don't go into the ocean. I mean, I do. Like, I'll dip my feet in there. But I I, I've got like, a, and it's weird being that you know we both spent our formative years in Florida. But like, I have a fear of the ocean in general, like a phobia. I got just not being able to see it. shit, and yeah. like just the idea of like being on a boat and something much larger than you is under you, and you don't know it yet. I got I got two things with the ocean, which is one, it's like it's the source. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like me going to the ocean, it's like that's where we all crawled out from. Exactly. I don't fuck with that, man. <laughs> that yeah. Scares me. It's the primordial. Some some rogue fish was like, I'm gonna fucking do it, guys. I'm gonna get up on that fucking thing. And they're <laughs> like, like, Don't get on the thing. That's how you die. And like he got up on that thing and he was fine. He's Bluto from Animal House. They're like, do it! He's chugging the fucking whiskey and shit. He's like, I am a golden god. <laughs> and best part, Millions yeah, that's yeah. the best part of um, Cameron Crowe's entire filmography. That one moment on the roof with Billy Crudup? Yeah. Oh, man, that's reductive. But hey, whatever, you know. I mean, but, I don't like Cameron Crowe that much. He's going to take it in stride, is my point. <laughs> uh yeah no I, so it's that it's it's the, the that aspect of it but also just like from a perspective of like listen we're, we're both from florida we have stand your ground all right that's a law in our state if you're mm-hmm. on my property even if your back is turned to me i could shoot you and but hey man i was standing my ground i knew george zimmerman would pop up again on this podcast no, i'm not even bringing it is. up he popped up because of you but let's let's use him as the metaphor here i mean when you think stand your ground you think george zimmerman right well, now I'm applying it to the fucking animal kingdom, which is if I am in the ocean, that is their house. A shark can stand its ground, and I'm the asshole. I can't. That's what always bothered me about fucking Jaws. It was just like they, they fucking lynch mob. They're like, we're going to kill this fucking shark. And by the way, kill a lot of innocent sharks, okay, mm-hmm. in the process. And it's like, but motherfuckers, you're on his land. Get off his lawn, you fucking pieces of shit. And it just makes me so upset. So that's why I don't fuck with the ocean. I'm not going to contribute to that problem, man. Right. I also just don't like the beach. I don't like going to the beach. I don't get what people enjoy about it. It sucks. Um, you go there and it's too hot and then your skin feels weird and the sand gets everywhere despite whatever your best efforts are. You try to eat a sandwich, seagulls fucking swarm at you. And people act like it's a fucking fun activity. I'm sorry. I'm very anti-beach. No, I'm with um, you. But this, is, this actually makes my whole thing that I was positing to begin with actually interesting because what I was going to say is like, what's the scariest like – place you can be you know when you were talking about that story you were writing you're like i had to look up does this place have jungles and i was for a second i thought about like jungles are fucking scary man <laughs> like there's a lot jungles are on. scary yeah but is that scarier than a desert right that's a different type of scary like there's probably yeah. water in the in the in the jungle but there ain't no water in the desert there's a whole different it's thing to play there. it's a real sophie's choice do you want to like fucking die of exo- like heat exhaustion in the desert or do you want to die of like a jungle cat or some other fucking weird disease in the jungle or like do you want to freeze to death in the tundra like right or any your, of it your worst nightmare which is a fucking beach apparently you're like fuck it i'm not doing it i'm not getting near that water there's well, just you- a bunch of middle-aged people wearing crocs and fanny packs and fucking like getting sunburned and you just have to look at their blob bodies getting right. all sunburned and stuff and you're just like ah oh, god gross <laughs> well and i mean it's the- like your only other option is you go into the water and there's fucking creatures in there right so there's no escape at the beach is my point there's terror at every turn 
But what if, okay, so so first of all, you're still sticking with beach. But again, in terms of like <clears throat> you personally, desert or jungle, which one are you like, I'm going to take my chance there? Jungle. Jungle. Because at okay. least there's like, I, I have options in the jungle, you know? I, I can do. I can climb a tree to get away from predators. I can find rainwater. Okay, but in and this stuff. jungle, all the trees are ants, and they're like pissed off ants too, man. They are well, this not... is a different kind of jungle. This is not a jungle I recognize. Okay, but I'll even the playing field on the yeah, deserts okay. in the in the in the sna- uh, Venus snakes. You know, what I'm talking sand snakes from Beetlejuice. They're fucking around the desert the whole time. So it's still jungle. You can There's... reason with an ant. <laughs> can you? No, he's pissed off. He has been hard drinking, like fucking like uh, <laughs> angry orchard like sap. Uh, cider uh-huh. for fucking weeks okay <laughs> like he's on a bender yeah he's fucked up all of them are on collective benders it's fucking... well then i'd be like hey can i join you on this bender and we can hang out no he hates humans he's incredibly racist um i'll pretend to be a tree then i'll dress up as a tree he knows he, he can know. smell one of your kind Max. he's, he's too drunk i'll cover myself in soil like in walking dead when they cover themselves in like zombie and the zombies can't okay. tell. So suppose that works for a couple hours, then like a great rain comes, and then you're like you're exposed for the human you are. Then what, man? I, I don't understand. Like, see, here's the thing. Like, we set up a premise like jungle or desert, like which is scarier. And it's like we're not existing in that realm anymore. We set up fantastical beetle Beetlejuice Desert or Lord of the Rings talking tree jungle, fine. but they're all okay. drunk. So fuck it. Fine. You want to take my fucking fun away? That's fine. 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 I mean, no, we can go down that road. I just want to establish here that we're well past jungle Fine. desert. <laughs> so my point <laughs> is this. No, I, I, like, I'm with you. Like, the desert, in theory, is way scarier, right? Because it's like... It's just sand. Yeah, it's just sand and sun. And you figure, like, at least, like, you know, most dangerous game. Like, that's the hubris of man, by the way. It's just the idea that, like, well, if it's just me and a bunch of tigers, like, I stand a chance. After all, I'm a human. Like, I can, mm. I can reason. Like, we got to the top of the food chain once. And it's just like, that's not like strictly true. We've talked about this on the show a billion times. Like wolves were a thing like a hundred years ago. Like if you go look up Appalachia, like news blotters, like in the twenties, like, you know how many people just got killed by wolves all the time? Fuck that. Someone died from a coyote in LA like three years ago, man. Like shit still happens. happens is my point. Sure. So like you put yourself in that actual atmosphere where like, yo, these things are one, they outnumber you way more. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but two, like they're angry. <laughs> they have a crutch for some reason. You're encroaching on their Narnia, like, man. T- tigers. Yeah, tigres. Yeah, and there's also like giant spiders and birds of prey. You know, <laughs> fucking mosquitoes <laughs> with malaria. Right. Uh, that, I think it's the uh, the smaller things that are scarier to me because like uh, in those jungles. I don't know about that one specifically, but I know uh, the there's like the one that paralyzes you that literally like puts you into mm-hmm. a trance state for like ten hours or something like that. Right. Right, fuck that, man. But you know what? If sloth can make it work, then I, I can probably make it work. Well, sloth is just like he's just that <laughs> that dude in the in the animal kingdom. You know what I'm saying? Like he's just cool. Like with everybody, everybody loves him. Yeah, he's just cool with everybody. He's yeah. good at parties. He's he's comfortable <laughs> at the opera as much as he is at the fucking bar. You know what I'm right. saying? Right. He's like the dude in the Big Lebowski. Like you don't fuck with him. You know, you don't make his life worse. You don't steal his rug. And pee he's on it. Killing it, man. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I just thought, I mean, and then my mind wandered even further, which I don't, I'm embarrassed to say, but I'm like, and then I was like this is, well, this is how Pokemon got started, which it was just the idea of like, <laughs> all right, I want to make the desert and the Arctic fight each other. 
<laughs> and then I'm like, well, what would that look like? You got to person. It would be like the elemental Pokemon creatures fighting each other. That's literally what I thought of. That's how I got there. And I'm like, well, this is how Pokemon started. Some guy was fucked up after <laughs> went to, to Toronto and was like, I want to make fucking the beach fight a fucking rainforest. I don't know. Like, is that how Pokemon got started? It was just like a fucked up, like he was like really blazed Japanese guy. And he was just like, what if the seasons fought each other? No, I'm serious. Rock versus plant. Who wins? Like, obviously the rock, but, you know, we have Pokemon now, so. Draw a face on him. Sell it to kids. Nothing but profit. Right. Even though it's definitely propping up a, an agenda of, like, animal enslavement and shit like that. My friend went yeah. to the big cat rescue that we have in Tampa recently and was just taking pictures of it. <laughs> Uh-huh. And I just well, cause it reminded me of this one time, and I'm like, I don't want to say I was on drugs, but I might have been on acid with a couple of our friends. We went to Bush Gardens, and they were so hyped about going to the kangaroo land. <laughs> and I was like, bro, you don't want to go in there because here's the thing: they're not like jovial spring no. breaking. This isn't fucking- Kangaroo Jack. <laughs> yeah, dude, they're fucked up and they are sad as hell. And I remember being like, nah, bro, we gotta go. And then we go in there, and it's just like within five seconds, he's like, "Bro, you were right. This is this is fucking. T- this is a kangaroo holocaust in here." And he like had to leave, and I was like, "Yeah." And I saw all these pictures of these fucking tigers, and I felt like they were frowning, like they don't want to be a racist <laughs> man. I mean, again, there's the life of pie argument, where it's like they're they're better off in captivity because we feed them. That guy's a fucking globalist. I don't want to hear his bullshit. Like, yeah, fuck that, that, guy. that book was bullshit. Wow, <laughs> I was just talking. I didn't about even. The writer. F- like, I didn't even finish it. It was a piece of shit. I'm not gonna even see the movie. I don't care what a visual spectacle it is. I love Ang Lee, but I'm not gonna support that message <laughs> of a guy and a tiger on a boat. What's gonna happen? The tiger's gonna eat the guy immediately. There's not gonna be wondrous uh, digital landscape of spe- spe- special effects. Mm. It's just gonna be carnage a on a tiny take. rowboat. It's not a hot take. It's reality. Don't tell director. me for a second. Well. <laughs> you got me there <laughs> i'm just saying like you go to the you go to the pictures to be transported to a world you're like there's no truth in this art that tiger would eat him immediately you're one best director <laughs> all right well shit you got me i'm sorry <laughs> i I, right, for, right. I you know for a minute there i lost myself in this real karma police situation <laughs> i'm listening to a lot of radiohead lately how's that treating you I don't know. It's weird that it's like summertime and I'm listening to gloomy British uh, electronica winter band. Yeah. Yeah. But I've been getting like, I I take breaks with them. It's just like the Beatles that take breaks and you come back to it and it's like still amazing. Yeah. You never get tired of it. They're so good. Yeah. Dreary. I'm scared to revisit some of that stuff because I just moved past a lot of the early records. Like, I'm, which is not to say they're not great because they really are. The Benz is fucking wonderful, but it also depends like which Radiohead is more your thing. Is yeah. it more like rock oriented, like actual band orchestration, or is it like five geniuses being in a room treating the studio as an instrument? Right. Yeah. So I'm a kid a onward kind of guy. Like that's my shit. Even though okay. Computer is wonderful. Don't get me wrong. It's like, better, it's better than a lot of the stuff that comes after kid a, by the way, in my opinion. Um, but I'm I mean, just saying, is it? I don't know. Like, I, I know it's an important record and I do, I do like it, but it feels like more of like a collection of singles than a, a cohesive album to well, me, well, like compared to their other stuff. That's my point where it's like hail to the thief is a much better front to back sequenced album. 
Mm. But at the same time, it does not have the legacy that OK yeah. has, and it, and it won't. And it, even though like two plus two equals five is like my favorite fucking song they've ever made. You know what I'm saying? Um, mm. So there's a lot of stuff on there that I really like. I just don't think it has that legacy. I don't yeah. think it's. I think OK Computer is better than King of Limbs, even though I really love King of Limbs too. I'm one of the big staunch supporters of that. When a lot of people, I've, I've come around on it way more okay. as time goes on. Like it really does grow on you or on me at least. Um, In Rainbows is still, I think, like one of if not their best. Ever. Well, of course, no one's debating that. I mean, some people are. Our friend Ben said it was their worst album well, for a while. He's a fucking idiot, and I love him, but he's <laughs> tall. He's tall, and the, 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 the blood takes the, longer to get to the brain. The, like, like, you know. the sound it has to travel more to reach his ears, and at that point, it's yeah, like already it's, fucked. It's fucking cavernous. He's hearing everything through bad acoustics. That's his deal, not ours, man. Oh like, my god. What's his favorite? The Ben's? That explains yes. everything. Also, his name is it's Ben. I think ben. That's I think that's why. Ben's i would it's love got, it's that, coming like, it's coming name in it that's his bit bro he's like look it's the worst album but i'll always say it's my favorite it's a conversation starter every time, every time i go to a concert you, you just go to a lady you get to start start with that's an icebreaker man <laughs> it's an icebreaker how else are you gonna get to a woman's affection right not by being straight up by no. really bad <laughs> not by being straight up but no uh, uh moonshade pool is fucking lit um it's so good i love it so much front to back kind of masterpiece yeah well listen this actually might be a good place to bring in the final thing i wanted to talk about because not not radiohead's not like a spacey band or anything like that but like they got some ufo vibes at times you know what i'm sure they have two different songs about ufos right i read this thing in the washington post this morning that really captured my imagination that was Mm -hmm. uh about how the Navy and the Air Force are now changing their policy to make it mandatory to 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 uh, to report any unidentified flying objects because according to like declassified things, there have been so many that have been seen by like actual uh, like you know pilots and stuff like that. But a lot of their careers had negative adverse effects after they said that. So a lot of people have like not said anything. And so now the Navy and the Air Force are really trying to like make it mandatory and be like, no, you say this, like, this is really important. We need to know about it. Now they're right. not coming at it from the alien perspective. I will do that in just a moment because I'm a conspiracy theorist, sure. but, uh, <laughs> but they're coming at it from the idea of like, man, if those fucking Russians, if they got better like weapons than we are, they can fly better than us. You know, the Chinese, right. the fucking we need to anyone. know about it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of where they're coming from. And so I want to come at it from the alien perspective, which is to say like, Again, maybe in the modern era, it's really hard to 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 say that oh, like we would have known if it would have showed up on radar or something, right? But the whole idea is that if fucking aliens were able to to cross the goddamn cosmos to get here, you think they haven't figured out like cloaking? You know what I'm saying? Like I'm just saying, like if we if we can allow for the those technological leaps to get to there we can't also fathom the idea that it could be undetectable by our radars we have stealth bombers and we're like a rudimentary right. fucking civilization maybe they don't care if we detect them or not maybe they're just so cocky they're like we already got here i don't give a shit try it try your best well i mean sure are they it's like cocky independence aliens? day yeah well for us <laughs> they're the jocks <laughs> like humanity has rendered the nerd <laughs> like this is not like, what well come at us we want we want I, I mean, I'm just really interested in that in, in general because it's like a shift in policy where we're like straight up like, yo, man, uh, we need this to report is, these things. These are paranoid times we're living in, buddy. You know, 
Apparently Dwight D. Eisenhower saw a UFO once. Did he? I know one. Mm-hmm. I think it's like General MacArthur. Wait, Douglas MacArthur, right? Yeah. Maybe MacArthur. it was maybe it was MacArthur. Well, he's I the think. one who said the next war will be the war among the stars, man. And I'm like, well, yo. He was, he was wrong about that. <laughs> <laughs> he was wrong like fucking five years after that. Immediately. <laughs> and he won World War II. <laughs> He has good days, he has bad days, and he's sundowning. <laughs> oh, man. What a fall from grace. See me. 